Hey everybody, it's time for another episode of the Madman in the Attic podcast. Uh, today is December 8th, 2016. How are you guys? Uh, it has been a full week since I spoke to you last. I hope everything is going well. Hope you guys are enjoying the uh, the holiday season. Uh, things are starting to look uh, festive. Uh, and by festive, I mean, uh, yeah, kind of depressingly, you know, consumerist and all that shit. Um, yeah, dude, every year I feel like, I mean, it's, you know, we get Christmas earlier and earlier. Thank God for Thanksgiving, dude. I think Thanksgiving, you know, kind of acts as a natural barrier, you know what I mean? To, to the encroachment of Christmas. If we didn't have Thanksgiving, dude, or if Thanksgiving were like earlier in the year, I swear to God, dude, Christmas, like, you know, we'd start it at Halloween, right? And if we didn't have Halloween, fuck it, dude, we'd have like Christmas starting in, in August. Um... But yeah, you got all the, uh, you know, all the shops, they got all their uh, Christmas decoration up. Most of it um, looks absolutely fucking tacky, of course. Um, where do they keep it all, man? Where do they store all that shit? I mean, in my house, you know, we've got a, a you know, we've got our Christmas shit. We got, uh, you know, ornaments for the tree. We got, uh, you know, shit my kids have made over the past couple of years. We got to keep all that, of course. Um and, and we have limited storage space. I mean, I, we don't have anywhere to put any of this shit. So, uh, you know, we end up, you know, cramming it all into boxes and, uh, you know, finding random places. So then we lose shit, of course. Like every Christmas now, we, we can't find stuff. Um, we, we, we're missing at least two boxes worth of stuff. Uh, and I have no idea where it is, dude. My wife thinks we threw it out last year. <laughs> like, my often we can't find shit all the time because neither my wife nor I. We're, you know, we're totally disorganized. Um, and so, you know, yeah, it's a common situation in our lives. We're, we're disorganized mentally. We're not all there cause we got the children. Um, dude, the children just constantly keeping up, uh, you know, they, they're just nonstop, man. It's like, uh, it, you know what it's like? I saw this episode of, uh, what's that dude's name? Anderson Cooper, the dude from, uh, said CNN, right? The white haired guy. And he had this episode of of his show whatever it's called where he was trying to simulate what it would be like if you were um schizophrenic right if you if you have schizophrenia now i i'm an ignorant fuck right so i i've always thought i mean growing up i always thought if you're schizophrenic i thought that was um multiple personality disorder right i think i mean i, I think i'm not the only one who, who suffered from this uh, misunderstanding right i thought if you were schizophrenic it meant you would you know Sometimes you'd speak like you were Brian, and then sometimes you'd speak like you were, uh, you know, Roberta or whatever. You, you, that was schizophrenia, right? You, you were like, you had different characters inside you, and they just pop out at different random times. Uh, but apparently that's not exactly right, right? There's a difference, I guess. There is something called multiple personality disorder, but that's not really what schizophrenia is. A big thing of schizophrenia, 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 I'm not even sure how you say it. Uh, is apparently you hear voices in your head more, I guess. Like it's, there, there's constant, uh, you, you know, there, there's constantly this, this feeling that people are speaking to you and often they're saying, you know, nasty shit about you. Um, right. Apparently they're not always praising you. It's not, I guess <laughs> it's not like you've got a positive, encouraging inner voice. It's, uh, you know, these voices in your head are telling you that you're no good and, and, uh, you know questioning your every move, etc. So Anderson Cooper does this cool segment where he's, yeah, he gets, he's, he's got headphones on 
and, and there's voices in the headphones. So it's kind of simulating what it would be like to have schizophrenia. And he tries to accomplish just some basic tasks. You know what I mean? Just like remembering stuff, answering questions, just walking down the street. And it's, it's fucked up, man. I mean, it's really, obviously it's, it's incredibly difficult for him to, to do any of these things that we would consider very basic sort of functions. And, uh, you know, it gives you an insight into what it must be like, uh, if you're schizophrenic and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. But of course, what I got out of it, um, you know, apart from a little bit of increased sympathy towards schizophrenic sufferers, schizophrenia suffers. I was like, dude, that's what it's like to be a parent. You know, you have like two small children, dude, the fucking voices are nonstop, you know, and, and, and they're not positive voices. They're not like, Hey dad, you're the greatest dad ever. Or this food you slaved over is delicious. I'm going to eat all of it. And uh, then go directly to bed. You know what I mean? That's not what they fucking. That's not what they're saying. My kids are uh, just this constant. You know, just keeping up this constant patter of uh, of how shit, <laughs> how shitty everything is that I do for them and that I give them. You know what I mean? So uh, while you're making dinner, they come in, right? They're like, "What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What are you making?" And I explain what I'm making. They're like, ah, that's gross. My son, he's two years old. He doesn't even have like he can't even make complete sentences yet, but he can he can he can make noises of disgust, you know. Uh, and then when I actually serve them the food, you know, they manage to keep talking about how awful it is and how disgusting and how they'd rather uh, eat poop. That's often what it gets compared to. That's their standard, you know, is uh, is what I cook better than eating poop. And it rarely is, apparently. Normally, they, they, they say they'd rather eat caca or poop as opposed to my 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 handiwork. So, you know, I understand. What I'm saying is I feel I can sympathize a little bit. Empathize, perhaps, is the better word with uh, schizophrenia sufferers, you know. Because um, you can't, yeah, dude, you can't concentrate with that constant patter. You know what I mean? I remember, like, so before my daughter could talk, my wife was like, oh, I can't wait for her to talk. When she says her first word, it's going to be so amazing. And, you know, then she'll develop vocabulary and we'll be able to have conversations with her. It's going to be so incredible. It's just this amazing, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. So, so beautiful. And uh, for the first child, I was kind of roped into it. You know what I mean? Into uh, the, the illusion that this might be a positive thing in our lives. But, of course, dude, once my daughter learned how to talk, it was like, you know, dude, you know, she never shut up, right? So then the second child comes around, and my wife, I don't know, man, my wife seems to forget stuff. I think there's something hormonal that, uh, you know, ensures the, the propagation of the species, because I feel like my wife, and not just her, dude, I feel like this is true of other, other moms I've known, they just seem to forget all the shit that, that, that happens. And I mean, I'm, I'm talking about everything, like pregnancy, labor, they just sort of don't remember how fucking horrible a lot of it is. And uh, I'm telling you, I think it's hormonal. I think, you know, without that, you know, we'd never, no, no family would ever have more than one child. Um, so it's something about, you know, survival of the species. Um, something about, you know, when you have, when you have a child, I don't know, something about being a mom, maybe it's a, you know, as I said, I'm attributing it to hormones, right? Because that's what every <laughs> that's what every ignorant man does, right? Any any problem, anything goes on with your wife, you can say a lot of shit. You know, you can you can say that you understand. You can you can use the right words. You can learn the phrases you're supposed to 
repeat like a good little parrot. But deep down, you're really thinking hormones. You know, that just explains it all. It's just a catch-all. We don't even know what the fuck it means, you know. Uh, anyway, what the fuck am I talking about? Anderson Cooper, schizophrenia. Why am I talking about this? Oh, yeah, right, because my kids keep up this pattern. No, that's not why. Why am I talking about Anderson Cooper and schizophrenia? Um, well, I was speaking about that uh, because... Oh, the voices. Uh, that's right. My kids keep up the patter. Um, anyway, I, I'm not sure where I was going with the schizophrenia thing. Uh, if I remember before the end of the podcast, I'll be sure to loop back around and, and, and give you closure on that. Uh, but don't expect too much. Don't expect too much from me. Anyway, holiday season. I had something to do with Christmas, but I don't remember what the fuck it was now. Uh, yeah, Christmas is upon us. Uh, kids are getting excited. Uh... We've been singing Christmas carols together. That's always exciting. I don't remember the words to any, any songs ever. Um, and so, you know, my kids have begun to, well, my daughter, at least my older kid, has begun to catch on, you know. So she's noticed, like, we've seen, I, the, the the Christmas carol about uh, the partridge and the pear tree. You know that one? Obviously you know that one. I'm sure you know that one. Um, dude, it's hard to remember all the words, all right? I mean, I get stuck sometimes, and so I just make shit up, you know? And that's what I do with almost every song. If I sing her, like, a lullaby or something like that. Which, by the way, I don't sing regular lullabies to my kids. I mean, I think, you know, you can't sing... What are you going to sing, dude? The fucking, uh... The Rockabye Baby and the Cradle song? The one where the the, the cradle, like, falls out of the tree? That's fucked up. I'm not going to sing that. Um... So I ended up... I've always just sung, like mellow songs that I like, you know, um, to, to my children. So, you know, whatever, like a little Paul Simon tune and, uh, sing some David Bowie songs, you know, things like that. And, uh, you know, she, she digs it. So I think it's a good way to introduce her to, to better music than she would be exposed to otherwise. You know what I mean? Cause let's face it, dude, most kids music, that's fucking awful, dude. I mean, I understand why, you know, a kid's song, you gotta have simple lyrics, but, uh, I just feel like musically, dude, a lot of it is uh, it's fucking horrible. Anyway, uh, so I've been singing her Christmas carols this month instead of regular lullabies, trying to get her to sleep. And, uh, yeah, she's beginning to pick up on the fact that I am totally winging it, you know. Um, so the other night, I couldn't remember, like, after five golden rings, I mean, going upwards, you know what I mean? What comes after that? It's six, even now I can't remember. See, I think it's like six swans. No, it's not. I looked it up. It's six geese a laying, and then it's seven swans a swimming, all right, maybe you guys know this, I mean, but I, I can't remember all this shit, so I just, yeah, whatever, I was making shit up, you know, I was like, it's, uh, seven songs a singing, I think, is what I sang at one point, and my daughter just, you know, she was almost asleep, man, and, and it woke her right up, you know, she was like, what, what, I'm like, uh, seven sw songs a singing, and she's like, that's not right, it's seven swans a swim. I mean, I'd sung it right apparently before, so she knew she knew it was you know what was going on. Uh, and and it sucks, man. I can no longer uh, you know I can no longer just wing it. I guess I gotta. So now I gotta like bring my phone in when I when I sing her songs. I gotta look up the lyrics beforehand like an idiot. You know, giving my daughter absolutely no faith in her father. Of course, her father's ability to do something as easy as remember the words to a Christmas carol. Um, but, uh, yeah, I also noticed, dude, Christmas is the season of, you know, well, it's a season of many things, but primarily as a parent, Christmas is the season 
of lies, you know? I mean, it really is. Uh, I mean, the whole Santa Claus thing, it's weird, right? I mean, there's no other role in your life, I mean, where you're, you're basically expected to lie. You know what I mean? I mean, when you're growing up as a kid, as, as a child to your parents, your parents try to teach you, hey, don't lie. You know what I mean? You got to tell the truth. You got to tell the truth, little Johnny, right? And then, you know, you're with your partner, your spouse or whatever, you know, you're like, hey, honestly, we got to be open with each other. This is part of, you know, what makes a relationship. I mean, nobody really believes that, I think. You know what I mean? I mean, parents expect their kids to lie to them. I think partners accept that there's got to be a certain amount of falsification involved. You know what I mean? In order for things to run relatively smoothly, you know, you you do know that, right? I mean, especially, I mean, I think women, well, I, it just takes us a few, maybe a little while to learn that about, about our, our partner. You know what I mean? When you're like 18 or, you know, you're in your young 20s, you get together with somebody, start a relationship. And I think maybe you do fall for that idea that being in a relationship means uh, being honest. You know what I mean? So you're like, you can be honest with me. This is part of what, you know, we're going to have a special relationship. I want you to be totally open with me, you know? And us dudes, like, as idiots, you know, because we're, we're in our young 20s, like, we fall for that shit, you know what I mean? So we say, you know, dude, I remember this happened so many times, right? Like, in my in my 20s, like, my girlfriend would ask me, like, hey, what's on your mind? What are you thinking? Or what were you thinking at this moment, right? And you believe, you know, you should be honest about it, so you open your mouth, you know. She's like, what were you thinking when, when we make love? What's, what's going through your mind? I want to know. Be honest with me. You know, and you tell her, you're like, well, I just, I was thinking about, I was thinking about having sex with your mom and you at the same time. And she's like, why? You know, and then she freaks out and you're like, uh, okay, lesson learned. Check. Don't be, <laughs> never say that shit again. Um, anyway, so, you know, I think, you know, your whole life, you know, you're taught, okay, you got to be honest. You got to be honest. Except dude, as a parent. It's the opposite. As a parent, you're expected to lie on certain matters, especially, dude, especially fucking Santa Claus. You know what I mean? And I do it too, man. I'm the first one. Like, I know other parents. I remember once I worked with this woman. She had two kids. And uh, she made it a point to tell her kids from a very young age that the whole Santa Claus thing was total bullshit, right? And she would, she told us about this, like her other coworkers. Like, this was something she was proud of. And, dude, we all turned on her. We were like, it was fucking vicious. It was like wolves in a pack. You know, everybody was like, uh, that's not okay. You know, you, you know, <laughs> you, you can't tell your children the truth. Um, I don't know what it is, dude. Part of it is like a herd mentality. Part of it is like, you feel like, you know, we've told these lies to our children. So if you tell the truth to your kids, your kids are going to fuck it up for the rest of our kids. And by extension, fuck it up for us. You know what I mean? So we're going to, you know, make you toe the line and, uh, you know, lie through your teeth just like we do. You know, that's part of it, I do think. You know what I mean? And then part of it, of course, is like, you know, it's a pretty story. It's a nice story. It is, uh, you know, Santa Claus and all that shit. I mean, it, it's a... Uh, I, I, you know, when I was a kid, I have cherished memories of, of believing in Santa Claus, you know? I do remember when I realized it was all bullshit. It's 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 not a moment of realization, I think. At least for me it wasn't. It was it was a process. It definitely was. You know, you started to hear I think I heard a rumor or two on the playground. That's where you hear all the rumors, right? There was a rumor going around the playground that Santa Claus was false, and of course you're like, ah, oh, you know, there's no way. 
There's no way that's possible. I know. I know it's true. First of all, I've seen proof with my own eyes. Second of all, my parents told me, you know, that he comes every Christmas. I, I you know, these are the people who I trust more than anybody in the world, right? And then, like, maybe maybe there's, like, a year or two of a transition. At least that's what I had, I think. You know what I mean? Where there was, you know, the seeds of doubt had been sown, but I was still clinging to my, my beliefs, you know, my belief that my parents actually, you know, that everything they said was was the gospel truth. And then, uh, you know, and then you figure shit out, and you're like, okay, this is what the world is like. You know what I mean? This is what it's like. People lie. Everybody lies to you, including, and most importantly, you know, your parents. So... The people you trusted the most have basically built up this huge, huge edifice on a foundation of falsehood. Um, so, you know, what better thing to do than keep up the tradition, right? So now we're lying to our kids uh, about Santa Claus and all that stuff. But what I've realized, dude, first of all, it's good practice. It is. Because, I mean, I think parents have to lie about a lot of other shit. You know what I mean? You do. You got to lie about tons of shit to your kids. You got to protect them from the reality of the world for a, a little while. You know what I mean? You can't just throw them into the fire. You, you know, it's not like you can't just throw them into the deep end of reality and expect them to swim. <coughs> Excuse me. There's tons of lies we got to tell our kids. You know what I mean? You got, you know, um, uh, the world is basically a good place. Um uh, we brought you into this world uh, out of love and not because it was an accident. Uh, yes, I'm definitely your your real father. Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'll always be there for you. That's a good one, right? I'll always be there for you. Uh, you know, come on, right? But those are, those are relatively easy lies because most of those are just, you know, you know, you make the statement and you don't get questioned. You know what I mean? But uh, the Santa Claus thing is is because it's this ongoing, repeated lie. I think it forces you to think things through a little better. You know what I mean? Which is a good thing. It's a good thing because it helps you build up like a network of lies, and you realize, you know, a network of lies is only as strong as its as its weakest link, as its weakest node. Um, uh, I feel proud that I worked the, I worked the word node into a podcast. That is that is. Uh, that's something to hang my hang my hat on. Um, oh shit! I just hit the microphone. Sorry. Well, you know, my my daughter is old enough now that she's uh, she's starting to see through. You know, my the the weakest of my lies. You know what I mean? So I realize those need to be patched up and reinforced. So, for example, um, the the other day I I told my daughter, hey, you know, we've talked before about writing writing her letter to Santa Claus, the, the list of things she wants. And I said, hey, why don't we do that this afternoon? It's time to write your letter to Santa Claus. And she goes, oh, Dad, you know, there's so many things I want. It's going to take too long to write a letter. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. And she goes, why don't we do this? I have an idea. She's she's great for ideas. She has, I think I mentioned on the other podcast, she's got these toy catalogs, right, that they send her directly to her under her name because they're smart. And we're stupid. Somehow her name got on these lists. So now she gets all these catalogs from like Toys R Us and shit. And she's gone through them all and marked them up. And so what her idea was basically is I should take my cell phone, uh, take pictures of all the pages that she's marked, and then send the images basically in a text message to uh, to Santa Claus. And I was like, ooh, 
I'm like, the wheels are turning inside my head as I try to think of a good response to this. I'm like, that's a good idea, sweetie, but um, you know what? I don't have Santa's phone number. That's the problem. I don't have his cell number, so I wouldn't be able to send him the pictures. So we're going to have to write a letter, you know, the old-fashioned way. And she goes, oh, okay, you don't have his number. And then she goes, well, how do you have his address? And I'm like, shit, oh, I did not prepare for this. You see what I'm saying? This is what I mean, is I, I had not thought, thought through my lies thoroughly enough. So uh, I was like, well, Santa doesn't need an address, honey. You just send it to the North Pole, and uh, and they just deliver it to the North Pole. And that's where Santa lives, so you don't actually need to know his address. That's all his address is. It's just the North Pole. And then she goes, well, who delivers the mail does he have a mailman? And I'm like, oh. now I'm trying to like see two or three questions ahead because I can tell she's got like a chain going and she's, she's way ahead of me, obviously. So I'm like, I know this is probably a bad answer, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's got, there's a mailman. Yeah. That's how he gets the mail. Right. I probably should have made shit up at that point. Like there's an elf involved or some shit like that, but I didn't think about it. Um, so she goes, well, does the mailman deliver th – th does Santa's mailman deliver mail to anybody besides Santa? And I was like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I was – dude, I felt trapped, dude. She, she had me against the ropes, man. I swear to God. And she goes, I don't understand. She goes, if there's a mailman at the North Pole, does anybody else live at the North Pole besides Santa? And I said, well, you know, there's the elves and uh, Santa's wife. And she goes, well, is there a post office at the North Pole? And now I'm like, I'm in trouble, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm floundering. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, sweetie, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know the answer to that. And she goes, well, why don't we look it up? Why don't we look it up on the Internet? And now I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. All this is, you know, and this is my fault because every other time when my daughter asks me some shit, you know, uh, that I don't know the answer to, I've always been big on admit I don't know shit. Like, I don't want to make shit up like my dad used to do. My dad used to make up bullshit all the time and I could see right through it. You know what I mean? So I, I've had this thing where if my daughter asks me like a scientific type question, you know what I mean? Like, why is the sky blue or whatever? I'm like, you know, honey, that's a good question. I don't know the answer. So I've been teaching her when you don't know the answer like that, you, you say, first of all, you say you don't know the answer. It's okay to admit you don't know something. And then you go find it out. You do your research, right? And, you know, because we're lazy fucks, we just look it up on the internet, right? I mean, if this were back in the day, I would not be doing this because I wouldn't be like, let's go look it up. Let's go down to the library. No, I wouldn't pull that shit. You know what I mean? I, that's why my dad made shit up, obviously, because he didn't have the internet at his fingertips. Uh, but I've been, you know, conscientiously trying to teach her, hey, find it out. You know what I mean? Let's do the research. So we look shit up, right? Why is the sky blue and blah, blah, blah. Which, by the way, I looked up. I don't remember anymore. But whatever. I'm sure she does. That's all that matters. Um, so when I admitted that I have no idea what the fuck is going on with the postal service to the North Pole, my daughter was like, well, let's look it up. Let's look it up on the internet. Let's do it right now. I mean, she wasn't like challenging me. I don't want to make it sound like she was being a dick about it. But I mean, she was just, you know, with her natural five-year-old curiosity trying to figure shit out. And I was like, um, honey, I don't, I don't think the internet has that information. 
that's what I ended up with, is that I don't think the internet has that information. Uh, that was my weak-ass excuse as to why we couldn't look it up. And she, she accepted it for the moment, but I could tell there was something troubling her about that answer. You know what I mean? So we'll see what happens. Anyway, the point is, I don't think there is a point actually, but what I was trying to say was <laughs> this whole Santa Claus shit, man, you got to plan ahead, dude. You got to have your story all laid out. You know what I mean? Um, you also got to make sure that to some degree you coordinate your story with others. I mean, specifically with your, your partner. If you got, you know, if, if there's two of you raising the children together, you guys need to talk to each other, make sure you're on the same page. Um, right. Cause I found out like my wife, right. My wife is from a different culture than I am. And so they've got different, different stories, different lies basically about, uh, the whole Santa Claus, uh, Christmas thing and all that. You know what I mean? Um, so, so my wife and I, we, yeah, we've realized we've not been on the same page about things. My kids are getting different versions of shit and, uh, you know, they're putting two and two together, man. I swear to God, my daughter, she's ah, too fucking smart, dude. Anyway, anyway, that's, uh, that's where we're at with our Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, oh man, Christmas advertising. Last week I talked about my, one of my favorite but, and I'm being sarcastic when I say that Christmas ads, that fucking weird Apple Frankenstein ad where he screws the light bulbs into his neck and it's fucking creepy as shit. Um, and, and some people were asking me, what are the other weird ass ads? Um, and, uh, the other, okay. For me, the other big weird ass Christmas ad that I, that freaks me out and I don't understand is, uh, it's from a car company and I'm pretty sure it's Honda, but I'm not totally sure. I think it is Honda. Um, and I will say, by the way, I don't understand. I don't get advertising in general. I don't understand why, especially car ads. They spend so much fucking money on these ads. And I swear to God, dude, I don't know what, I don't know what they're advertising for because I don't remember as soon as the ad is finished, I could not tell you which car company it was. You know what I mean? They all blend together for me. Like I can remember specific ads, but I couldn't tell you if they're for like BMW or all. Oh, I don't know what they're for. I seriously don't. I think this one is for Honda, but as I said, I'm not even 100% sure. And I've seen this ad literally hundreds of times at this point because I think it's they've repeated this. It's not the first year that they've run this ad. Um, and again, it's an ad they seem to run a lot on uh, like during football games and stuff like that, which is pretty much the only time I watch TV nowadays. So I think it's for Honda. And I think the idea is it's like a snow globe, Right. One of those snow globe things, that's what you call them, right? Like with the little, they're like, where you shake them up and the fake snow falls and inside there's like a little, I don't know, like a little model of a house or something like that. And it's like supposed to look Christmassy, I guess, but it always kind of looked freaky to me because I was like, I don't know. I was like, there's a little world trapped in there and, and it's a little weird. But anyway, yeah, and this ad plays on that, I think. So there's supposed to be like a Christmas snow globe kind of thing. But it's like there's this giant presence, I mean a big human, and then inside the snow globe there's like actual living people or real little, you know, lives being led. And so what happens is it'll like zoom in on like, I don't know, there's like a family outside a house, right? They park their car and they're trying to get their presence into the house from the car and the dude is struggling because he's like carrying a big old like there's lots of packages he's got them all stacked up in his hand you know and his hands 
and one of the presents about to fall over into the snow. And then suddenly, like, the, I guess, like, the person who's holding the snow globe, I guess, I don't really know, like, reaches into the world and, like, with their gigantic index finger, like, pushes the present back into place on, on the stack that the guy's trying to hold. And the dude looks up at the giant hand or whatever, or, or presumably, I guess, at the giant body that is attached to the giant index finger, you know, and smiles, like, saying, hey, thanks, fucking freaky giant that just pushed my present back into place like hey you really you know help me out there and then they wander into the house and they're all happy and then there's other things too like cars are driving around and then something like jumps out at them, or there's like a reindeer in the road i think and the car's about to crash into the reindeer and oh shit but they stop in time because i guess they've got good brakes on their honda and uh and then the giant fucking presence reaches into the frame again and like nudges the reindeer off the off the road over to the shoulder of the road so the car can go by and everybody in the car looks up at the giant fucking freak and waves and they're all happy and i don't understand dude i don't understand the whole (coughs) excuse me what is the concept of this why does any of this make you want to buy a car from this company that that is Clearly, what is beyond me? I mean, obviously, advertising has gotten to the point, man, where that's not... It's its too simplistic to be like, we're going to show you why this product is good, and then hopefully you will buy this product. That's how I think advertising works. But obviously, they're on a whole, whole, like, a completely different level. Because apparently now it's enough to just freak people out and and, and give them a creepy vibe and that's that's going to help you make, I don't know, make you buy their products, I guess. I don't even think it's about buying products anymore, man. I think it's just about, like, keeping their name, you know, keeping their name afloat or whatever. Anyway, dude, honestly, I have no idea. I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway. Um, but we had, uh, we had a nice weekend, dude, on Saturday, I guess it was. Yeah, last Saturday. My in-laws took our kids for the day, and they, uh... Do Christmas shit together, so my wife and I could uh, could do our shit. Uh, you know, got to buy the Christmas presents that we're going to pretend come from Santa Claus. That's important, an important part of the network of lies, and then hide those presents. Um, so we we did some of that. Got some got some good presents. Got some shit my kids wanted. Um, but we also had time for ourselves, man. We went to a museum, uh, which was nice. Saw an exhibit that we wanted to see. Which we can't bring the kids to. And I know, I mean, I'm into, you know, I should say right here. I'm into the idea of bringing kids to a museum. I think it's a good thing. Like, we've tried it sometimes. We brought our kids to some exhibits that we thought would be kind of kid-friendly. And I think, in general, it's a good thing. you got to get kids interested in that shit. Um, it's, it's nice. It's a good thing. You know what I mean? But, dude, be smart about it. Well, you? Like, bring kids to shit that they might actually appreciate. You know what I mean? Like, my wife and I went to this exhibit. It's just... It's just it's boring painting, all right? It is. It wasn't a big exhibit, so I didn't get too bored. Um, and it's a painter I, I kind of am interested in, my wife kind of likes or whatever. But there's no way – I mean they're just portraits. They're just oil paintings from like the 19th century that, it, it you know, kids are not going to be into, dude, all right? And, and other people, of course, brought their children – and their children were screaming their heads off. There were like three kids in the in the in the in that part of the museum, and they were all crying. 
You know what I mean? And when you see crying kids out, when you don't have your kids with you, I mean, it's a mixed bag, right? You get some mixed feelings. I mean, first of all, whenever you hear a kid cry, your my first reaction is always, thank God it's not my kid. You know what I mean? That's your first reaction is just like, thank God it's not mine. I don't have to deal with it. It's somebody else's problem. And uh, it's, just a, it's just a feeling of relief is the first thing you hear when you hear that cry. You know what I mean? And then, of course, second of all, you're like, you get angry. You're like, well, fuck it. Well, I, you know, if my kid's not crying or my kid's not even here, I'm responsible enough to prevent this disturbance from my end. Why, why can't these people take care of their kid? You know what I mean? So that's kind of a dick move. But whatever. That's what I think. Um, so anyway, we saw this little museum exhibit. That wasn't too long. It was all right. Then we had lunch at like a... Uh, like a Moroccan restaurant, some good, like, spicy food that the kids would in no way ever touch, so we got to go there without the kids, enjoyed that, and then we saw a movie, dude, in the, in the movie theater, how's that? Dude, it's like, we have not done that for a long-ass time, dude, because you can, you can get, a, you can do a lot of shit with your kids, you really can, I mean, you can bring them to museums, you can, you can do almost anything with them, you can't bring them to see, like, a decent movie, in the movie theater. I mean, you really can't. I mean, you can bring them to see kids' movies and all that shit. We've, we've tried that. But uh, to see an actual movie, we saw uh, Arrival, right? I don't know if you guys seen it. There might be minor spoilers here, by the way. So if you haven't seen Arrival, uh, you might want to fast forward for a couple minutes. Um, <coughs> I'll try not to give anything away that's too whatever. But... Um, I gotta say, dude, it was a decent movie, decent movie, you know what I mean? I like some science fiction movies, and, and this was good in the sense that I think it was, like, made you think a little bit, you know what I mean? First of all, like, the acting, it was actual humans acting as humans, except for the fucking aliens, obviously, but most of it was, uh, you know, they, they, I don't know, dude, I feel like most movies today, I, I swear to God, I sound like a fucking old man, I know, but... Dude, most movies today are not made for adults, all right? Even if they're marketed towards adults, they're not really for adults. I mean, they're for grown, they're for grown-up children. You know what I mean? I mean, I sw- let me go. I'm going to look, dude. I'm going to check out the top I, I just want to see like the top grossing movies of 2016. And I'm I'm going to bet that in the top 10 fuck it. I'm going to bet in the top 20 there's not a single movie that I would say is really for uh Adults. All right, let's see. Top grossing movies. 2016. Let's let's check it out. All right. The numbers. All right, here we go. Here we go. Top grossing movies. Uh, all right, here we go. Top grossing movies 2016 according to thenumbers.com. Number one, Finding Dory. All right, there we go. Number two. Captain America Civil War. That's what I mean, dude. Captain America Civil War. That's not a movie for kids. I'm not bringing my kids to see it. It's like PG-13. But it's also not really for adults, dude. All right? All right? I mean, it's, you know, it's for grown-up children. That's what it is. And I'm not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's, it's, dude, all, like, dude, the fucking list. Listen to this. Captain America Civil War. Number three, Secret Life of Pets. Four, The Jungle Book. Five, Deadpool. Deadpool. Six, Zootopia. Seven, Batman vs. Superman. 8, Suicide Squad. 9, Doctor Strange. 10, Star Wars Episode 7. 11, Fantastic Beasts. 12, The Revenant. Uh, well, all right, The Revenant. There you go. That's that's number 12. I would say that's a movie that is, uh, you know, it's action-adventure and all that shit, but at least it's, uh, you know, yeah, I guess you'd have to admit that it is, 
not 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 totally not it's not really a kids movie all right so i had to get to number 12 to get it rest of them jason bourne eh, all right star trek x-men kung fu panda trolls ghostbusters eh, i'll give you ghostbusters uh legend of tarzan central intelligence and mona the fuck is mona oh mona's walt disney oh mona i know mona jesus right um all right so there you go to top 20 i'd say maybe two of those are are movies that are really aimed at adults and none of them none of them are really i mean make you actually think you know what i'm saying i mean whatever dude the jason Bourne movie whatever holy shit man i just looked this is this is worldwide I mean, the list is pretty much the same, except, like, Captain America's number one. I think the other list was just for the U.S. This is, uh, so this has got domestic plus international. Um, oh, my God, dude. Their movies make a lot of money. Shit. Captain America, Civil War, worldwide box office, $1 billion. $1 billion, Man, that's, that's a lot of movie for a movie. I mean, a lot of money for a movie that I... I think it's kind of shitty, but whatever. Um, yeah, Finding Dory, over a billion dollars, dude. Zootopia, all these, over a billion dollars worldwide box office. That is a fuckload of money. Anyway, I'm just saying, Arrival, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. You know what I mean? It raised some, it was thought-provoking. You know what I mean? Raise some questions. My wife and I, well, my wife and I, all right, so we, all right, here comes the spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, all right? So if you haven't seen the movie yet, fast forward 30 seconds. All right, fast forward 30 seconds, starting now. All right, so here's the spoiler. If you haven't seen the movie yet, uh, well, whatever. The, the the woman in the movie, Amy Adams, she's a mom, and she has a baby daughter. And the daughter grows up, and there's problems. The daughter gets sick, and the daughter dies. All right, I don't know why I'm whispering, dude. If you fast forward it, I don't have to whisper. All right, so that's the end of the spoiler. So, Dude, there's some sadness involved. It's you know, there's some sad scenes at the beginning of the movie as well as at the end of the movie. There's there's reason to be, uh, you know, it's moving, it's touching. I can see how it would affect you. And my wife, dude, you know, she uh, she tears up pretty easily. I gotta say, I mean, that's not a criticism. It's just a statement. So at the beginning of the movie, I turned towards her. I'm like, you know, it's like we're like two minutes into the movie, and it was cool. I was like excited. You know, the lights go down. We haven't done this in in years. I think the two of us at a movie theater together. So I was kind of enjoying it. You know what I mean? Movie starts. Yeah, it's a sad scene, but I'm still enjoying it. I turned to her. I'm like, hey, isn't this great? Silently, of course, because I'm not a dick. You know, I mean, we're in the movie theater. But silently, I like raise my eyebrows and, and have an expression of, isn't this great? And she's bawling, dude. She's just, the fucking waterworks are on. She's just, the tears are running down her cheeks. And I'm like, oh, no. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, so, rest of the movie goes on, towards the end of the movie, uh, right when the movie ends, I think, you know, as credits start to roll, and I turn back to her again, like, hey, that was a pretty good movie, again, silently, because I'm not a dick, but, you know, with the eyebrows and all that shit, I'm trying to express, hey, wasn't that cool, we saw a movie together, it was an interesting movie, wasn't that great, and she's crying, dude, she's just bawling, seriously, so I'm like, oh, Jesus, we go out of the movie theater, we go get some dinner, Right, we go to this burger place. It's near the movies, movie theater, and uh, like a good, you know, whatever, like a like a gourmet type burger place, not fucking McDonald's, you know. Um, and uh, we get in. There, at this, she stopped crying when we went into the restaurant. But we sit down, we order, and between the time that we order and and before the food gets there, we start talking about the movie a little bit, and you know, I don't know, asking some questions, trying to figure some things out, and. Uh, she starts crying again. 
And now she's like really crying, dude. And I know, I know that there's nothing really wrong. I know she's just crying because she's sad because she was affected by the movie. You know, so it's not like I'm, I don't feel sad. You know, it was just a movie. It didn't really affect me the same way as it affected her. So I'm kind of making jokes about it. Whatever. Our food comes. And uh, the dude who's bringing her food, like, I don't know. I, he was like a little weird, I thought. I don't know. I, don't know. I didn't really make too much of the time. But I thought he was like a little bit weird when he dropped the food off. He was acting a little strange. But whatever. My wife is still crying. And uh, I'm eating. I'm cracking jokes. And gradually it dawns on me. Like, I start noticing, dude. <laughs> <coughs> Like, people are watching us. Like, other people in the restaurant are, 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 are watching us, including our server, or waiter, or whatever you call them. Because, yeah, to them, dude, my wife is bawling, dude. My wife is fucking crying her eyes out, and I am being the world's biggest asshole. Like, I, <laughs> in their eyes, like, I am literally asking her if she's going to eat her fries and taking them off her plate, uh drink chugging my beer like you know scarfing down my burger cracking jokes and generally having a great time all while my wife uh you know can't stop the tears rolling down her face you know what i mean and seeing this and realizing this of course just makes me laugh even harder you know what i mean i mean it just the whole situation made i mean it's funny man it is funny it's not she's not really crying you know what i mean i mean she is but you know it's not, it, whatever, dude, I just start cracking up, I just start laughing all the more hysterically, and, uh, you know, finally, dude, the server comes over, and he's like, he, you know, he wants to, he's clearing the plates, and uh, my wife has stopped crying by this, at this point, but she's still kind of sniffling, and the, the server comes over, and he's like, cold as ice, dude, and, I don't know, man, I understand, like, I understand if you really think, like, somebody's, I don't know, whatever. Like, if you thought I was, like, abusing her or something like that, I could understand you're not going to be super friendly or whatever. But what the fuck, man? I don't understand. Why are we so judgmental? You know what I mean? Like, you, know, you don't know what the fuck is going on. You don't know the backstory. You know what I mean? Why? I don't know, dude. I just feel like there's some things where it's become, I don't know. Everybody's just, it's easy to to judge and, and pass judgment on everybody else and, uh, I don't know, man. It just I feel like we used to all, I don't know, try to put ourselves in each other's shoes a little bit more. You know what I mean? Try to understand that other people have different perspectives, different backgrounds. They can interpret things differently. We don't know the full facts of most situations. And so, I don't know. I don't know why we, we, we just get off on judging, dude. I think just there's something about it that makes us feel better about our own pathetic selves. And so when we see a situation like that, it makes us feel big if if we can, you know, look down our noses at other people. I don't know. I don't know. There's my Christmassy spirit thought for the day. How's that? How's that for uh, a nice <laughs> a nice send-off? Anyway, anyway, I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying the Christmas holidays. Uh, shitty, tacky decorations and all. Uh, good luck if you are a parent, good luck, you know, spinning your web of lies regarding Santa Claus and the whole, the whole thing. Think things through, man. I'm telling you, you need to have it all thought through. I'm telling you, I've already been thinking about this. I've been thinking about like, how does, how does Santa's sled or his sleigh, how does it actually get propelled? 
You know what I mean? Is there what, what kind of physical explanation can I give for why are those reindeer able to fly and others aren't? Uh, is it magic? Do I bring magic into it? Like, I mean, is that is that a book I want to open? You know what I mean? The whole Santa Claus is magical thing. Is that for some reason that feels like cheating to me? But you know, I don't know. I might have to resort to that. Anyway, and for the rest of you who aren't parents, uh, you know, good good for you. Good for you. Enjoy enjoy Christmas. Um, uh, I don't know why I'm being such a dick about stuff. Anyway, I hope you're all having a great Christmas season. And I will speak to you guys next Thursday right here on the Madman in the Attic podcast. As usual, if you guys uh, enjoyed any of this, please uh, rate, review, subscribe, or tell a friend. All right? All right, guys. I will see you next uh, – when is it? Yeah, next Thursday. And uh, have a great week. All right, you guys. Take care. Bye-bye.